We are living in crazy times right now, and it's just getting crazier and crazier. Uh, and this is nothing to do with anything other than art. We're going to specifically talk about art, as we do most of the time with this podcast. But in this case, we're going to talk about something that's pretty controversial at the moment, especially in the last couple of weeks, um, actually, even the last few days. But it is actually something that's um, been worrisome for some people and might be worrisome for for others that, you know, don't even know about it yet. But the topic today is AI art. Do you know what that is? So we have artists, plenty of artists, I would argue. And part of, you know, what my wife and I do with with people, we would say that everyone's an artist. You know, everyone can create something. Everyone should create something. Everyone should create all the time if they possibly can. But now we have the opportunity, um, whether privileged or not, to allow AI, artificial intelligence, to do the things that we do as humans. And one of those things is create. Um. This isn't going to be a preachy thing. It's just um, kind of like, a, what do you think? So basically what happens is you are able to use programs. Uh, there are several programs out there. Uh, we'll get into a couple of them or we'll, we'll just, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you a couple of them because there, there are actually a few right now that are involved in lawsuits that we'll get into later. Uh, but there's uh, programs that you can use like Stability AI, DeviantArt, uh, MidJourney. These are... Um, platforms you can use to create artificial intelligence generated artwork. And basically the way it works is uh, artists will write algorithms that don't follow any set of rules, but they basically get the AI to learn specific like aesthetics by analyzing thousands, if not millions of images. And so basically the AI is, you know, collecting data as computers do and putting things together and, you know, coming out with, you know, you can basically find, you can do uh, keyword searches and stuff like that, or, you know, tell the, tell the art generating robot what you're, you're looking for and what to kind of, you know, collate from. And then the algorithm then tries to generate new images that follow along with the aesthetics that's learned based on what you're giving it or asking it to do. Um, so from an artist's perspective, <laughs> um, forget the forget that. First of all, human, uh, just being human, like that's, that's creepy. <laughs> I can get my, I can get a robot to basically come up with something that is very emotional. Uh, most artwork 
writing, painting, even photography. I mean, I'm not putting that in any sort of order or anything. It's just everything that involves a human creating something. There are a multitude of human feelings and characteristics that go into it. Our emotions, our mental capacity. I mean, everything that we are basically made up of goes into our artwork. And to have something that doesn't have human qualities, doesn't have, uh, again, this isn't going to be preachy, I, I promise. It, it might sound like it, but it's it's a kind of a preachy topic. Um, you have a, a soul. You know, we have a soul. We have a heart and soul. We have interactions with people. We have history. We have things, life experiences that we've been through that go into our artwork. We have uh, our mood controls artwork, you know, with, with my writing, uh, for example, there are parts of the book that are directly navigated or influenced by personal events. These robots don't have those things. Basically what they're doing is they're just taking from other people's experiences, other people's emotions that are put into artwork and then using that to create something. So what do I want to say? I don't know what I want to say. It's what do you feel about this? Uh, now we're going to look at something that's actually happening right now. Um, I don't know if any of this is going to be coherent for you. Um, so right now, um, I should say back in September, September 2nd, uh, 2022, something was put in the New York times by uh, a writer, Kevin Roos, who was talking about a, uh, Colorado state fair annual art competition. So they have, you know, uh, categories and painting, quilting, sculpture. Um, now in each of those categories, there's subcategories. So if you have, you know, um, different mediums, basically, you know, with painting, you have watercolors, if you have uh, acrylics or, or, um, excuse me, I think I'm getting something. Um, and, but they also have digital. So one person by the name of Jason M. Allen of Pueblo, 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 Pueblo West, Colorado made, or I should say submitted a digital artwork. Now there are, okay, so I have no problem whatsoever with digital art. Uh, I think there are fantastic artists that create digitally um, using, you know, apps, uh, Photoshop, and um, what is the one with uh, Apple? <laughs> My wife uses it all the time. It's, it's, uh, it's really good. I, what is it called? Procreate. Sorry. Um and she's she's created great things with that. My cousin uses Procreate. There are millions of people that use these programs to create really great digital artwork. They create these things themselves, though. But Jason M. Allen was able to use one of the one of those. It was Midjourney. He created it with Midjourney, an artificial intelligence program that turns lines of text into hyper realistic graphics. That's a quote from the the article. Um, so he actually won the competition in the category of painting subcategory of digital art. Well, obviously people are having 
I, I should say artists because there's, I don't think people are actually aware of this. It's other artists that most likely were in the you know same category and in the running for winning a prize themselves. They were beat out by someone that created artwork using AI, using AI generation or generated um, pieces. So I mean, it, you can see it actually. It's uh, I'll put a link. Um, it's a beautiful image. It's crazy, but at the same time, you know, there's there's something so surreal about it and so unnerving. I, I've seen other images created by uh, AI, and they're really creepy. I, I've even played with it um, just to to test it out uh, a couple weeks ago because I was looking for. Um, I saw something online. I, I saw um, somebody talking about it and, you know, he's an artist and he was wondering about using it for maybe like a, like a book cover or something. And I thought, oh, that's a neat idea. Let, let's just look into it. Not that I would ever use that because I'd rather use my wife created my, um, my, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> I just said it, but the book cover, the cover from my first book, um, or I would, you know, go to my brother uh, between the two of them. Uh, I would definitely get more than I, I ever wished for. So I never would use it really. It was more just like out of curiosity. Well, there's some free programs out there you can actually just test out. So I, I went on there, I watched the guy's video and he had like a, you know, he did a lot better than I did. He was basically using uh, words or sentences from a book and you put a sentence in and it kind of just takes from keywords in the sentence and, and make something. So it's not the same thing. There's more, it's more involved the other way that uh, Mr. Allen did it. But it was it was a cool little exercise. I didn't really like it. It, it kind of was just uh, very plain. It, it didn't match what I was doing, but I was probably just doing wrong. But that's okay. I, I, did, I only did it for like a half an hour. Um, but this is way more involved. And this is obviously using websites I, that I'm assuming are not free. And um, But I don't know that for sure. Don't hold me to that. But mid-journey is, I believe they're actually... Yeah, I, th- I think it's subscription or you have to pay to use it because we'll get into another story in a couple minutes about why I believe that's true and, and the trouble that they're in. So Mr. Allen's work, I'm just going to read a little bit of the article. Uh, Theater de Opera Spatial uh, took home the Blue Ribbon in the Fairs contest for emerging digital artists making it one of the first AI-generated pieces to win such a prize and setting off a fierce backlash from artists who accused him of essentially cheating. Um, they reached out to Jason, um, blah, 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 blah. He says he's not going to apologize for it. I won. I didn't break any rules. So technically there weren't any rules. It says you can't. I, I don't know about that. Let me see. Uh, defended his work. He said that he made clear that his work, which is submitted under the name Jason M. Allen via Midjourney, okay, was created using AI and that he hadn't deceived anyone about its origins. Okay, so that's what he meant by I didn't break any rules. Um, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but I don't know what the rules are. So, I mean, he's using an app to create something and I, I don't know, it, it got through it won. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy because you have other people that are in the running that are actually 
you know, doing this by hand, spending hours and hours and hours building something. Cause I've, I've seen my wife spend hours and hours and hours on a project using digital work or digital meet a uh, digital medium. And I, I know the, the painstaking task of, of making everything the way you want it to be and what she has to put into it. And, you know, so I know that there's time and now what kind of time does using a program like mid journey uh, require? I, I don't know. I mean, when it's, you're creating an algorithm, do they actually create the algorithm or do they use an algorithm? I know that, you know, uh, according to americanscientist.org, artists are writing algorithms. That's what it says. But I think if you're using a program like Midjourney or DeviantArt, it's not the same thing. I think you're using their tools. So you wouldn't have to come up with your own algorithm. You're basically coming up with pieces of art or topics to put into with, uh, you know, in what kind of genre and what kind of, um, what am I saying? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't know that it's that involved, but I don't use it. So I'm, I'm not positive, but was, would that require the amount of time that it would take for somebody who did it by hand with a pencil on like procreate? I don't know. And I listen before some of the artists come in and attack me. I know procreate isn't as good as Photoshop because it doesn't allow you for, or it doesn't allow for so many layers as uh, Photoshop would, but I'm just saying, and you know, for the level of competition, I don't know what it was, but I, if you're getting to a competition level, you're probably using Photoshop as opposed to that or something else. I don't know. I'm sure there's more out there. Um, so semantics aside, I, I just don't see how, this could be construed as the same type of art, honestly, you know, maybe you would have to come up with another, um, subgenre of art for awards and use AI. This just happened, you know, September, uh, or probably August, the articles September. So maybe that will, you know, change the landscape of, of competition going forward. But at the same time, it doesn't change what happened. And I haven't read anything that it's changing anything going forward. Hmm. Um, so, I don't know. Re- reading on a little bit. These apps have made many human artists understandably nervous about their own futures. Why would anyone pay for art? They wonder when they could generate it themselves. That's a quote from the article. They have also generated fierce debates about the ethics of AI generated art and opposition from people who claim that these apps are essentially a high tech form of plagiarism. We'll get into that. That has something to do with also um, a court case that's actually was just announced on Friday or just brought, brought up on Friday. It's a class action suit. Um, continuing on, Mr. Allen began experimenting with AI generated art this year. He runs a studio incarnate games, which makes tabletop games. And he was curious of how the new breed of AI image generators will compare with the human artists whose works he commissioned. So kind of like what I was saying before, he was basically looking to see what it would be like to have somebody else do the artwork instead of paying somebody. I'm not a fan of that. Um, 
like I said before, I mean, I'm not paying my wife, but um, I, I would. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. And there's other, but like I would commission my brother to create something. Um, I, I believe that an artist is worth their salt. Is that what you, is that the term? I don't know. It's it. They're worth the commission, and uh, I, I believe they should be paid for what they do. Um, so kind of skirting that and going with an, a computer to generate artwork seems very unethical indeed. Um, and I mean, to each their own, of course. But when you're creating something that is meant to be sold to other people, uh, it seems a little dishonest. And then when you're you're doing it for awards purposes, um, that, that seems completely unfair, honestly, unless you create a new genre, like I said, of, um, people who are able to, or another genre of awards where it's just, okay, everyone dealing with AI generated artwork, this is your, you're going against each other instead of against people that did it themselves. Again, using their human emotions to create artwork. Um, so I don't know about that. The the article goes on a little bit. You can read about it. Um, it it doesn't, I don't know. There's something eerie about the pictures. It's just, it's so strange to look at some of these. I I, I saw, cause this this has been around for years, but it's getting really big now. And I, I saw like some generated pictures of what um, AI thinks angels look like biblical, actual biblical angels. And then, you know, they're terrifying and it, <laughs> it's really, really eerie. But then they get some other paintings of, of, of things. Um, there's, there's like some, what would, if, if a, uh, I just saw this the other day, if every NFL team's mascot was a real life character and some of them look really cool and then some are just distorted and it's just some of this artwork is is very creepy now if you want to look at kind of more in depth of should this be done and then on the legal aspect of it here's something that's happening and this just came out um the article just came out yesterday however the um, lawsuit was just filed on Friday. So uh, three artists filed, this is a quote, file, filed a proposed class action lawsuit against major AI image generating companies, Stability AI, DeviantArt, and the aforementioned MidJourney, alleging they infringed on copyright laws through the use of collage tool Stability Diffusion. That's in um, capitals because it's a tool. Stability or stable diffusion contains unauthorized copies of millions and possibly billions of copyrighted images. These copies were made without the knowledge of or consent of the artists. Um, moving on, Stability AI released text to image tools stable diffusion in August of 2022. This is very new. It was trained on pairs of images and captions scraped from the web. It stores compressed copies of the training images and uses them to recombine the images into new collage artwork, quote unquote, based on the existing artist made image. (sighs) 
Buderick, who was the, um, who is the attorney, uh, involved with, um, going against these companies alleged that whether the final images resemble the training image does not matter as it competes with the originals in the marketplace. So basically they're taking images that they find all over the web. And if you are anyone that's used an image for anything based on the web or, or anything else, you know that there are certain sites you have to get from, or you, you have to pay for images or you have to look for ones that don't have a copyright on them, especially if you're using it on something that you're going to sell, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it and you can't just take someone's artwork and use it for something like that. Um, so the, the thing with stable diffusion is you're taking from, I mean, honestly, it could just be all artwork all over the world, you know, everything that's ever been created and basically using pieces of that to create something else. So there's a huge ethics thing that goes into with that because just like any kind of copyright infringement, there's, you know, it's an ethical issue. It's like, should you be using this for certain purposes? Uh, continuing on at minimum stable diffusions ability to flood the market with an essentially unlimited number of infringing images will conflict permanent or well, inflict, not conflict, inflict permanent damage on the market for art and artists said the legal Eagle before pointing out stable diffusion is not licensed and calling it uh, quote unquote parasite defendant deviant art, a web-based artist community since 2000. I'm sure if you're an artist, you've definitely heard of deviant art has released a paid app built using stable diffusion called dream up, which Buderick says crowds out the work of human artists with a flood of AI generated art. Meanwhile, Midjourney offers a text-to-image generator trained on the scraped images. So Midjourney is kind of like what I was talking about earlier where I tested out. You just text, you put in uh, some text and it, and it basically collates all of what you said and, and kind of, I guess, mines the web uh, or mines whatever images that they have in their database and um, comes up with a picture based on those things. So it kind of works like that. Uh, but like I said before, Midjourney is probably a paid program and I was just using something that was free just to test it out. Um, so allegations of both vicarious and direct copyright infringement, violations of digital blah, 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 blah. Um, the three plaintiffs in the case include artist Sarah. Okay, that, I don't need to go into that. This is more. Okay, quote, humans cannot help bringing their own humanity into art. Art is deeply personal, and AI had just erased humanity from it by reducing my life's work to an algorithm, end quote, said Anderson, Sarah Anderson, who's on the lawsuit. Um, okay, I don't want to go too much more into this. There, a lot of people uh, has some quotes from Twitter and stuff like that, but we don't need to go into that. I will put this in the, in the, the foot of the episode as well. Um, just in case you want to look at it. So it come back to my original question. If I even asked it, I'm not sure if I actually <laughs> laid that out there. What do you think about this? Do you think that this is an ethical way to produce art that is going to either be sold or put into a competition where you're going against other artists that actually used pen and paint, pen and pencil, uh, or, you know, um, what do you call that? 
graphic art. <laughs> There's another pencil, like the Apple pencil to, to, to create art. Is that ethical? Is it terrifying? Yes, it is. Uh, no. I mean, if you think about it, the lawsuit is, is basically correct in, in saying that, or at least bring it to light. Cause I'm sure a lot of people, and I didn't even think about it at first um, until it crossed my mind later on after using the program, like, wait a minute, where, where are they getting these pieces of artwork? Should they be taking from other people's works and basically stripping them down into little blotches and putting them into a new piece of work. I mean, when you think about writing, you know, I'm influenced by things, but does that mean that I'm taking specifics and like put into my artwork? I mean, I mean, some people, sometimes we do, you know, I'm not saying I do that, but I'm, you know, being influenced by something and using that influence in your work, whether it's, you know, hopefully it's not verbatim. Hopefully no one's plagiarizing. Um, but is that kind of the same thing? I don't think that that's true because you have other artists that are able to take from things that they've seen and, and put them into their art as well. You're using tools that you've learned uh, from other artists and, and putting that. So I, I, in my opinion, I don't think that's the same thing at all. I think that it's, this is basically taking from works of art and creating something, not you, you're not creating it. You're forcing the computer, not forcing, it's not like it's labor. It's, <laughs> but you're, you're, you're having the, a computer basically generate a piece of work that's pulling from other people's work. It just, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem right. Um, I don't think that it's a bad thing to play around with as far as just to, you know, just for giggles, uh, just to, you know, see what would happen if you said some sentence into a, a generator and then it came out with work. It's like, well, it'd be more like a party gag thing or, you know, something to, to do with others. But I, I don't, I don't see it as, uh, something that should be used in artwork that's sold in things that are going to be competed over. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Go to No Green Eggs. Uh, where am I at? On Instagram, No Green Eggs Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And let me know. Uh, I'd be really interested to see if there's somebody with a different opinion or somebody that can say, well, no, I think it's okay by, because of this. Um, that's the same thing as what I said, just different. Uh, let me know what you think. I, I just, I, th I think this is just, <sighs> other than being creepy, using this for something that is going to go against other people in, in competition and, and, and less, like I said before, it's used in a, in its own category, you know, then that's fine. Um, you know, they did, did that with the Oscars eventually where they made animated movies. Uh, they have their own category now, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this piece of work here, um, by Mr. Allen. It's like at first glance, it's like, wow, it's amazing. And then you look finer and finer and it's like so many different 
like methods are used in this piece of work that's like what what were they doing you know some of it looks like acrylic some of it looks like watercolor which you know people mix mediums all the time but there's something unearthly about it <laughs> it's just a, an unnerving i should say um so anyway uh that's that's kind of the rant i was going to go on but it's not really rant it's more like uh what do you think what what do you what is your opinion on that and um am i wrong or do you think i'm not wrong but like I said it before. Do you have a different opinion? It's uh, it doesn't seem fair to those that worked hard, um, to produce something by hand. Um, to go against somebody that basically used a robot to do it. You know, I don't, I don't think I'd be happy with having, you know, my book or my writing going against somebody that used AI to to create a, a written piece of work, which is happening as well. I don't know if it's happening in competition or anything like that, but I know that you're able to do it. Um, and that's not the same thing as basically when, when you're running ads on like Google and stuff like that, there are auto generators for um, like metadata and stuff like that, that you can actually put into a program and it comes out with something that's somewhat human like to put on the website. That's, that's not the same thing because you're not selling that. That's not a piece of work. That's artwork. That's just like, content on a website explaining something that I don't see that as the same thing, nor is anybody using one of those tools. Cause if you've ever used one, which I have, um, for, uh, analytics purposes, uh, if you ever used one, it, it's very robotic. If you don't do it correctly, <laughs> it's, it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So you have to kind of, you know, filter it out and, uh, you know, mess around with it in order to make it sound like a human wrote it. Um, this is not the same thing. Um, so yeah, I, I like again, like I said, I would be very interested to find out what you think. So let me know. No Green Eggs podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, yeah, that's it for today. Um, I did have, I think my brother actually made a comment. I know that this is the part that you, you don't say out loud because um, this should be edited out, but I'm not editing it out. I'm just letting this fly. Um, he made a comment about, excuse me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Uh, guy, I'm going through our, our feed. We were talking about, he got me a book, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, I'm halfway through it now. Joe, by the way, halfway through it. And he just got it for me. Um, it's Stephen King's, uh, book on writing. It's very, very good. Um, I don't know. Joe, what did I talk about <laughs> last week? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I, I don't know what it was. So, okay. Anyway, um, I have to find it again. What was my, oh, my topic. Oh, right, 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 right. it was something about, um, oh, it was okay. So last week I, I, um, talked about that, that patent for that, that home remedy for, for rats with the, the gun and the trap. And he sent me an, uh, an article or a, a case uh, of somebody that uh, intruded in somebody's house. The person who owned the house shot that person. Um, it's not the same thing as what I was talking about, but it was a good topic. And I, I had heard that before and that, that person, you know, spoiler alert, ended up getting charged with 
um, not breaking entering. I'm talking about the homeowner got charged with uh, shooting the person. So um, that's a different, different topic, but you know, um, anyway, so uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sorry for the last two minutes of me trying to find something to coming up with it. And uh, uh, that's that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. So until next week uh, or next time, see you, not see you.